All right, here we are, Pancreation Philosophy. It's episode 20. Yep, I know, right? 20. It's, it's a big, it's a big deal. It's, and look, everyone, the gang's all here. Scott yeah. is here. There, is there gang members here? <laughs> gang members Where here. are they? The gang's all here. Yeah. That's good uh, to be back. Yeah. And then, of course, our guest, Fernando. Fernando, thank you for joining us. My pleasure to be here. Wow, 20 episodes. Yep. You just invited me now. Yes. <laughs> you ran yes. out of people. Right. I, I was like, no, oh no, who, who else do I know? I was we like, had to get established yeah. before we brought yeah. someone of your intellectual yeah. caliber on. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was yeah. tough. We got, was we tough. got a bunch of dummies like Vincent twice. Even, our, yeah. we, even <laughs> ourselves, though. We were convinced of our own intelligence. Well, I remember our first episode when we're like, when we tried to make predictions for fights. Remember that? And then. We don't even know yeah. what this thing has turned into. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, because our, fir- our first time we were trying to – so we were looking, I think, at – it was like some random UFC card in Moscow. And then and we, we made was, predictions. Like, yeah. yeah. We made predictions. There was like this Ukrainian guy <laughs> coming in. Did like he a, win? I think he did. Yeah. He like, got like a first round. We were just trying out. to make sure the yeah. obscure <laughs> athletes got there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, got, got, got time got in their the line, yeah, it was all Yeah, it was like undercard undercard spotlight and yeah. is really uh yeah. distracting me with yeah. all that movement with all, oh, this, yeah. is, this is just all well yeah. either that or he'll sit down uh, yeah, so Ender, Ender yeah. had the chance yeah. to be a paid employee, but because of his what chance? You guys never gave neg- his constant, his constant <laughs> negligence, like this, <laughs> and <laughs> and how unruly he is. I just don't think he'll ever <laughs> you get paid. Pay me one cent. Oh. You have to conform yeah. your behavior in order to get away. Right. You can't say that, Scott. Yeah. I can say whatever. You don't I want. get yeah. to say that. Well, speaking of, speaking of pay, we're on Patreon. Also, I was able to get this podcast on the. On Apple Podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. we got donations yet? Have we got donations? No, but you could be the first. <laughs> yes. You could be the first. Who's it, yeah. it going to be? <laughs> who's it going to be? How about some something. Money Bags Mighty Mouse? What yeah. you doing? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, DJ. Yeah. That one FC money. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you're supposed to support the little guy. That's yeah, right? why you left well, the UFC. Yeah. That's why you left the little And you <laughs> supported the little guy by beating yeah. up other little guys yeah. in Asia. <laughs> Uh, well, plus, yeah, you've yeah. been uh, supporting and showing your Subway sandwich here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. that money? Where's that Subway money? Yeah, yeah right? I actually never got money from Subway or the Action Jeans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The Action, the jeans, action jeans now have yeah. a hole in them. Actually, yeah. the Action Jeans have been thrown away. Oh, man. So I'm no longer action supporting jeans. No right. no That's why you should make your own jeans. The Scott McDonald jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Can we call them philosophy? Socialist jeans. <laughs> <laughs> No, Stalinist jeans <laughs> take things by force. Yeah. yeah, it's like it has its own belt. It's a hammer and sickle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for those. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So we're here with Fernando, and um, so tra- we're training partners at at AMC, and we're just curious. Yeah, go ahead and move that in. Okay. So we're curious, like, how did your uh, martial arts journey start, Fernando? Good question. Um, just like every other kid in my generation, I used to watch Bruce Lee movies, and uh, huge, huge inspiration. Um, and this is, I was growing up during the 70s and 80s, so the karate and taekwondo craze was going on. Okay. So, um, coming from a broken home, absent father, you know, you have that that need to prove yourself as a man. Mm. Um, there's always that... I don't know. Uh, without getting too deep into it, it's like like you don't have a a, 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 a male figure to model yourself after. So there was Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. you know, who was uh, 
amazingly uh, physically uh, gifted, uh, had an amazing physical prowess, and just projected uh, a type of uh, virtuous lifestyle. Yeah. You know, like in his movies, he was always a good guy. He wasn't, you know, in fact, too good. So um, that was my first focus, and I started doing Taekwondo, <clears throat> and I saw Karate Kid, the first movie. Okay. Mm. And I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue, <laughs> and, and to me, what was beautiful about it was that the brown-skinned kid, or the yeah, old-skinned yeah, kid, yeah. Be, beat the blonde, beat the blonde white guy. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, that, to me, was like, oh, you know, because... Uh, by back then, like Johnny Lawrence would have been like the hero of the movie. Yeah. Mm. But then the hero of the movie like, was somebody who looked like me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Like every '80s protagonist, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's just the blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. Yeah. Exactly. And then after that, uh, I uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Bloodsport, which is still a, a movie <laughs> yeah. that I love. It's kind of cheesy, yes. but I, but <laughs> kind of cheesy. But that's the thing. It's like <laughs> the funniest thing. I just gotta hear. You know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go way out on the limb. That's how I do this shit. The funniest <laughs> yeah. thing about Bloodsport is when he gets that stuff thrown in his yeah, eye. Yeah, but yeah. And then he's facing the wrong direction, and he goes, oh! And then misses and eats a body kick. <laughs> when I first started MMA, I wanted to go out like that, but I never had a chance. You wanted to go out like what? Like, like getting shit thrown in my eye, <laughs> facing the wrong direction. Ah, oh, and then getting dropped oh. with a body kick. Getting dropped with a body That was exactly what... Oh, but oh, so you, so Bruce Lee was a source of motivation for you for a whole lot of reasons, yeah. you know. And I think he was powerful because he was this for a lot of reasons. He was a philosopher. He was a, yeah. you know, Jeet Kune Do was the foundation for what we know now as mixed martial arts, yes. right? But he also was a person of color, mm-hmm. and he wasn't being played as this dope, this like character. Yeah, he, exactly. like, he defied. Yeah. The character, right? Because at that time, almost every person of color, I mean, save like uh, black exploitation films and things like that, which were really marginalized at the time, were just portrayed in this really demeaning, dehumanizing light. So, like, what, and you already talked about the significance, but what did, can you explain more about what that meant for you during that time in the 70s and the 80s to like try to follow in his footsteps or to. Um, relate to him yeah he was a very clean cut person which is what I tried to say before but it wasn't that uh, articulate Mm -hmm. Uh, just somebody who had the right mission and he followed it Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, you know maybe unrealistically from what I uh, there's a book out right now that um says that he used to do a lot of pot in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. It makes sense. Oh, I, I, no, I, I, see, I see that photo of like him like as a DJ, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably... That yeah, makes sense, 70s. No, yeah, the yeah. thing is, is he wasn't even scheduled to be there. He's just yeah. high as shit, and he walks in, and he's like, I want to play... He's like, I want to be a DJ. Ooh, like, yeah, yeah, Bruce in. Yeah, Bruce in. Yeah. So, but that never made it into the movies, right? Yeah. Uh, but the way that, like you said, that he came across, it wasn't like a black exploitation movie or anything like that, or mm-hmm. some Charlie Chan uh, yeah. stupid character. Yeah. He or was a white guy playing a nation guy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was deep. He was strong. Uh, he was righteous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to be like him. Yeah, I think just that representation too, like being a leading role, especially like in, in America when you're not like what a typical American is. Right. Um, 
was, was big. Yeah. Yeah, just and getting that mainstream. And let me add one more thing, Mr. Miyagi. Like, uh, Mr. Yeah. Miyagi was a yeah. father figure. Uh, and I've talked to a yeah. lot of people throughout the years, and, and they felt the same way, especially kids like me who came from a broken home, and you know, you hardly ever see your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that part of the movie came to be. It's like, you know, yeah. that's that's why Daniel, in my view, was so angry and so lost. It's like, yeah, he just he's, needed he's, that yeah, father single, figure. Yeah, single parent, not, not really knowing his direction. Yeah. New kid in a new town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. And you know, like, I have a kick-ass mother, uh, single mother, and she gave me everything but there's just so much that a woman can give you especially when you're coming into your own manhood yeah a woman cannot give you what you need and mm-hmm. in that case you know uh somebody like mr miyagi can became the father figure mm-hmm. and just gave him the 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 guidance that he needed at that time and mm-hmm. that's something that it, like a lot of kids like me were craving um at the time yeah and or so now yeah. and so then this is this time frame when these movies are coming out how old are you uh, I was born in 72. Wow, I just said that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was 12 when Karate Kid came out. Okay. 84. 12, and then so what was it like moving forward from 12 in terms of like martial arts, martial arts experience, um, mm-hmm. moving into high school? Like what was that like? That was... Uh, and where is it? Where are where were you living? Uh, Dominican Republic still. Uh, and uh, this is a thing with movies back then. Is that the way that people fought is not it wasn't realistic. Yeah. And like we thought like I wanted to fight like that. We all did. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like they, yeah. You're you're just like oh do, 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 do. And like nine punches. I have a funny story about Wing Chun real quick. Tell it. Tell it. I don't think he'll ever watch this podcast, but there's a he's actually a pretty infamous local amateur fighter, R. J. Murphy. Oh yeah. yeah you know R. J. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I hung yeah. out with R. J. a lot in yeah. Tacoma, and he actually had a stroke when he was cutting weight for a wrestling tournament. Yeah. And he was I think. 16 or 17 um and he regained his strength and that no he was younger he's 15 regained his strength at 16 got his functioning back um because i think he had lost control over the right side of his body yeah was like, and what helped him get that uh, strength back was wing chung right now rj when he was like 17 or 16 or 17 he was involved in like gang activity mm-hmm. and he i remember he was telling me he's like yeah man i was doing a lot of wing chung and he's like i really thought that my wing chung techniques <laughs> We're gonna just like save me, and I was gonna be able to fight. He's like, he's like, I was at a bus stop. He's like, I was actually at the TCC bus stop, and he was out there, and these dudes saw him, and they yeah. knew where he was from. They started throwing up gang signs at him, and they yeah. walked over, and he was like, man, I was ready this time. <laughs> he said, I posted up while Wing Chun stands, and I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this is the kicker right here, the climax where he whoops their ass. He's like, I posted up my Wing Chun stance, and they beat the shit out. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. There's effective yeah. martial arts, mm-hmm. and then there's ones that aren't, and there's yeah. watching it on television when it's choreographed or in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, and so how did that play out, like, that idea play out for you? Uh, I mean, it was a disappointment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was it? Did you I, have, like, a moment where you just, oh, wait, this is not how this goes. I actually have yeah. a great story <laughs> yeah. about that. Um, so I, uh, I moved to high schools uh, okay, cool. when, you know, I, I went to, like, one of the best high schools in my country. And um, then after a year, I was pulled out and sent to another high school because I was such a good student. (laughs) And my mom could totally afford it. (laughs) So I got sent to this other high school and, um, you know, you know, like the new kid, blah, blah, blah. I've always been a little bit of a smart ass. So you're talking shit. (laughs) (laughs) It goes really well as a kid. But it is. Yeah, the the new kid in the school. Yeah. Yeah. 
So this guys, they were in tenth grade. I was in, I was in ninth grade. They were in eleventh grade. Excuse me. Okay. So, so uh, two years older than me. Yeah. And um, one of them really had it out for me, and uh, like he threw something at me at school. We kind of got into it real quickly. We yeah. got separated. So that day I knew it was going down. So when yeah. I was walking home, uh, the entire school was following me because they knew there was going to be a fight. Fight, 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 fight. fight, fight, fight. fight. Yeah. <laughs> like the word we was know. out. It yeah. was yeah. No, and they're singing in Spanish though, right? Yeah. So what's Pelea, 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 Pelea. And then we don't say that. that. There's some white guy and he's like, oh, they must be saying fight, fight, fight. <laughs> No, we actually say piña, which is pineapple. <laughs> pineapple. I, I, I don't know why. Is, is it just like slang? Or? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, yeah. you guys say pineapple? <laughs> we say piña. Piña, which is piña. Is... Yeah. No, that would be funny if you're at the market like, yeah, I want some piña. <laughs> and then they just... <laughs> That's one of the jokes. So they're, cha- they're, they're, they're not chanting. They're not chanting. They're But they're actually just following you. Cause yeah. they're, they're following they, me. They like, my friends are down. with me. My, yeah. my buddies yeah. are with me. I was still uh, new, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Some good buddies. They okay. were following me. Mm-hmm. So this other kid, like I'm walking home and I like I can see my house and um, I'm like, oh, I'm safe. Okay. Suddenly I felt hit. Oh. Like I, I mean, somebody hit me. Yeah. Like I felt this impact. Is what I'm saying. I felt yeah. this impact. And in all my years, I've never felt anything like that since. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just you know, like I don't know, 12 feet or something. And subsequent versions told me that this guy was running oh, no. and he like lay like hot like lay down in, up, up in, in the air and like kicked me in the back <laughs> like <laughs> there's just i have this visual where there's a crowd of kids and they're just like yeah there's gonna be a fight and this guy somehow weaves through the crowd no. and then just drop kicks you in the it was I, I bet i was dude he's two years old and i am sitting here yeah. Yeah, just, me from the back. That's that's like a that's like an Adam Sandler like a movie like thing where he you know when he jumps and just he never <laughs> felt anything like that. I never or mm. since. Uh, or since. And mm. then, like just just that outrage like yeah. dude because when you're you know between ninth grade and eleventh uh, grade I mean those two years make a huge difference. Oh yeah. In your physique. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. and for him to like hit me in the back like I just remember that I saw red. I literally saw red. Like I yeah. I got up and I just felt like that fighting instinct is like where somebody's gonna die here. Yeah. <laughs> so I just launched at him and um, I beat that crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like I remember it wasn't really a long fight where we were like kind of strangling each other and then I just started going like da 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 and I, I had him down I mean I just punched him until he couldn't punch like he was just taking it and then even one of his friends had to uh, had to come in and like separate us and whatever mm-hmm. and I became a school hero <laughs> after that fight uh, and so I didn't really apply the Taekwondo and whatever not a whole no, lot no you apply whooping that ass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. But like, I'm just imagining, just it's like rampage. Yeah. Yeah. I'll impose. He'll try to impose himself on me, and I'll impose myself on him by whooping his ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah. So that fighting spirit, that going beyond your limit, like when you feel like you mm-hmm. can't, but you know you have to keep going because the bell hasn't rung. Yeah. That had a significant effect. Mm-hmm. So it gave me more confidence, and like my life was really never the same after that. Mm-hmm. And probably his wasn't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, his he got beat up by this little kid. Yeah. 
Yeah, little did we know that that man would be elected as president of Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> the current prime minister. The fascist. You son of a bitch. That's because he's Scott. I'm not that old. He changed the question. No, it's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy story. That's No, it's crazy. But it's, you know, it's showing. Because, you know, and when you're learning martial arts, especially, you know, as, as a young, it's in this, like, clean, like, yes. vacuum like, environment. Yeah. You're just like, doing your katas. But then, you know, when it gets, when it gets, like, you know, grimy and dirty, and you're like, oh, wait, this is, a uh, this is different. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, I just got a job. And I've worked in several school districts. Yeah. We're, as, we're working with these young and, kids, like, around pretty much what, what Fernando's What age. Fernando, yeah. well, yeah. like, yeah, what, yeah. Um, the same age Fernando was when this happened, and yeah. you always get in this kind of ethical dilemma where you're like, okay, do you separate these kids, and, which is a, a rational thing to do, yeah. but at a certain point, if there's an antagonist, someone who's threatening, bullying repeatedly, it's mm-hmm. like, the only way for that kid to learn his lesson, and for this other kid to, like, yeah assert himself and, and grow in confidence is he's they gotta fight. they gotta yeah they have to, they have you know has it, to be it, an engagement and it's hard yeah. because obviously you want to avoid the it you know the illegality yeah. of that like assault charges and things yeah. but i don't know there's these huge anti-bullying campaigns in schools here um and it's just like was there ever any anti yeah no that was it that was the thing it's like that's yeah. what you gotta really anti-bullying right. if you cut, yeah because i mean you're not and i feel like what's gonna happen is unless the per the group of people or the individual is like a complete sociopath. I feel like most people are gonna break it up after a certain yeah, point. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, but I'm always torn. I'm like, man, this kid's a bully. He may need to get his shit no, rocked. No, but I, yeah, I, I think, but the, the, I think that's how it should be. It's like a, it's like a social. It's like a social immune system. You know, yeah. if someone's like doing things that not right, someone's gonna come up and then set that person. And we talked to James about there. that. Yeah, like, when he yeah. was. Uh, where he was like training with the monks and there yeah. were some people yeah. that would try to test him or get yeah. out of line and James would just call him out in front yeah. of like the huge diet wherever they were eating yeah, like the, the dining, hall dining hall I'll just imagine this long yeah James would just be like well yeah do it then yeah. you want to do something he's like we're going to do something that person would then just yeah. kind of deflate yeah right? So is this is this at the Shaolin Temple? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So James, wow. in yeah. the armpit of China, right? Yes. Yeah, like in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Watch the episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But so th- that happens, and then what? What's kind of the after that fight? What is? How do things continue with your involvement with martial arts? Mm-hmm. And, you're a school hero now, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I just imagine, like, that Disney scene where, like, they're, they're walking with, like, Fernando. Where statues like, erected yeah, and then yeah. posters and then some small yeah. militia was formed to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, you always uh, yeah. um, root for the underdog, right? Yeah. And I was an underdog, and, like, yeah. the underdog came up. And, and again, like, I attribute it to just pure rage. Yeah. That's really what I felt. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that you got pissed, and you were pissed because he hit you from behind, yeah. which is some yeah. gangster shit. You're like, boom, and then you're just like, well, fuck you, need to square up with me. <laughs> you weren't even mad that he had hit you or anything. It's the fact that he hit exactly. you from behind. Yeah, he had the audacity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously I was motivated, um, yeah. and I, I I kept training. Um, and uh, I remember like this to to this day. I was 14. Okay. And this girl in. 11th grade so she was 17 okay like give me her number yeah so after the fight after the fight 
Oh. Sick of the guy he said to you, it's so strong. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> this man is my hero. <laughs> We're giving Ender the wrong idea. <laughs> Ender's going to put the pipe on the football player and get worse. And he's not yeah, going to get numbers. Yeah, he tries, he tries to find some, like, D1 lineman, and the guy just picks them the up. The guy's like, oh, yeah. here's Ender the dumbass, and he's like, you know what? Today the underdog rises, just eats a right. But here's the thing, I don't even know the kids at some home And he's just showing me Fernando. He's screaming Fernando in the hall. God damn you! No. You and your Paul's home? Yeah, You know right. what's really yeah. strange is I just remembered your homeschool, so yeah, this whole story would require you yeah. leaving your house and going to a high school. Which what? High school? No one Five knows seven. him. No. And then they're like, who is this random weirdo? Yeah. Oh, man. You totally go to high school now. Yeah. 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 You've been trying and to get me home. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. So, yeah. you are you get this girl's number. You're the school hero. And when you say you're training, what are you training? Boxing, kickboxing? Um, taekwondo. 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 Okay. Uh, I picked boxing for a little bit, but it, it didn't it didn't really take. Uh, very, very short. Yeah. Like less than a month, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after that, shortly after, I went to New York. And yeah, so you moved to New York. Yeah. Okay. This How is my life before moved? New York. This is my life after New York. Ah, it was... He was... Uh, you were 16, 16, right? 16. 16. Yeah. Where in New York? Uh, Manhattan, Washington Heights, where all the Dominicans live. You live in Washington Heights? <laughs> yeah. Or the all the Dominicans used to live because they're getting it's Before getting they got gentrified. gentrified. Oh, yeah. It's like ah, oh, you're gonna go. Yeah. You're just like coffee shop, dog washing shop, <laughs> cupcake making shop. Oh, you've been there. No, <laughs> yeah. No, that's just <laughs> Yeah. No, no, yeah, because they made that condo, number. condo, condo, house, condo. Just that's a gentrification in general. But so so how so how was that? The, I guess like the shift. Because we were talking, I don't know we talked about it before, but like, what, what's the biggest shift, I guess, from when you move from the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic to Washington? Yeah. Great, that, that's a great question, because it, the DR was really peaceful, the Dominican Republic, very peaceful. Uh, every kid, like, the, we fought a lot. Uh, if, if you were a poor kid or a middle class kid or a rich kid, you, everybody fought. I don't know. It's something about this sun that just makes. Just something about island. I, I know what yeah. you're talking about. I, I grew up on an island. People mm-hmm. just like fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, it's a social phenomenon. It's a, yeah, it's a social. You know, well, I get, I, island I, I, water. You so, think it would be peaceful? It's like, man, things are just too good. Motherfucker, let's fight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like you know how there's like island giant giant. It's just island fight. Yeah. Just, yeah. Exactly. It's just sun. It's just sun. It yeah. makes you happy, and at the same time, you just you know. I guess we don't fight now. So you you yeah. did this in Oh yeah, Washington it was a total opposite. It was a total opposite because okay, so the DR is very quiet and you know, like you get into fights and whatever, but it's just high school, you know. Uh, moving to New York, this is the late eighties, New York was super, oh, super racially divided, it was super violent. Oh wow. Um and that just made me uh more closeted. And um I had been a very social kid in the DR. And then when I moved to New York, I actually started developing like social anxiety, which I still have. Uh, uh, um, I actually feel very nervous right now. Okay. So um, hmm. uh, I didn't practice martial arts for a long time hmm. um, after that. I mean, I was just at home doing whatever, you know, doing my little kata. Yeah, doing like, your kata. Yeah, this is going to come yeah. in, in yeah. a fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, then I joined the army not long after. Okay. Uh, maybe five years after, so I was yeah. 20. What, what prompted that decision, though? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, well, I was going to school, and I wanted to join ROTC because I wanted to be a pilot. Okay. And that wasn't working out, and um, I needed to get out of where I was living, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to join the Army as a, as a grunt. So I was uh, an infantryman. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
So then two, I, I, two years in the Army, I got to live in Germany for a year, then I ended up in Fort Lewis, Washington, which is how I ended up here, ah, you know, okay. in getting to know the area. Into, the, into this area, okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so what was it about Washington Heights that you would say, because of the, the racial divide mm-hmm. and just probably a lot of noise, just a lot of overstimulation probably? Well... well Definitely, I guess, from like you know, from, from where, where you used, used to, <clears throat> yeah, and then to make it. But what happened yeah, that, that made you kind of withdraw into yourself? Well, like, good question. The thing is that it, it, Dominicans were basically in Washington Heights, so Dominicans were still leaving the Exodus. They were still going there, and then the mafia is always a new immigrant phenomenon. Yeah. So Dominicans had the drug trade back then. Yeah. So there was a lot of money coming into uh, into the neighborhood, but also a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I used to live in a sort of quieter side of uh, Washington Heights in a Jewish neighborhood, um, but it was still in that in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so new immigrants coming in, the drug trade, the crack trade, was, the the drug trade was incredibly high back then, mm-hmm. and that brings a lot, you know, uh, shootings and killings and turf wars and stuff like that. So I was just like, this is just too much. And you heard that, saw that, were around that. Yeah, I went. I went to a really bad high school, and uh, yeah, it was just a matter of like getting out of school, go, going on the train, going home, and like staying closeted. Hmm. Yeah. And was it so? Was this just something that you, I guess, that that you just learned when you realized, oh, hey, this is a, this is a different, this is just something different, or was there like anything? Because so like. <clears throat> Because when you're, because I, because I remember um, you saying that yeah you felt like you you wanted to move to the to the U.S. Mm-hmm. But was this and I remember you said that you didn't you you said you traveled there before right? Yeah, I've been to New York before. New York before. But then like so how does like that change like when you realize oh the reality of the situation is a bit different. Oh yeah. So, so like how did like what were you expecting and then what was uh, <laughs> like well I guess how how did it was it different? It's like when you go on vacation to to a yeah. place, you feel like you can live there if you like it. Yeah. Uh, because everything is wonderful and people are taking you out and, yeah. you know, look at the sites and everything. Yeah. But then when you move there and you have to do your, the day-to-day thing, yeah. and then you go to the high school that you thought was going to look like the high school in some movie, it, it's not that high school. It's actually yeah. a very violent high school. And, yeah. you know, the day-to-day stuff, things begin to change. Plus, I have been to New York in the spring. And when I moved there, it was oh, late yeah. fall, oh, so God. it was cold and gray, and I couldn't see the stars. I remember yeah. that. That wow. I was just not uh, sort of. I'm the, I don't want to say traumatized, but the fact that I couldn't see the stars. It's pretty jarring. Well, yes. I'm used to seeing it. Yeah. Well, no, that's significant yeah. because yeah. your immediate environment is filled with. It sounds like poverty, violence, mm-hmm. uncertainty, instability, and so you're literally just like, okay, how can I like kind of jump out and not even think about that? Exactly. Because no, I, I I never grew up in areas like that, but I have friends, really close friends, who were similarly situated like you were, but were in uh, the drug trade and you know involved in gang activity, and they would just say. Like straight up, period. They're like, well, you just keep your head down. Even if yes, you're doing that yes, stuff, you keep yeah. your head down and you move forward. And I had another buddy who was a big time athlete in Square and was never selling drugs or wasn't gang banging. And he would just same thing. I just keep my head down and I stick to the books. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and he would be walking for, home. For and the, the, yeah. the guys would try to yeah. talk to him, try to get yeah. him to kick in. He's like, no man, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. 
just because stuff can change like immediately in those areas. Like Irving talked about it. Yeah, in, in Juarez, yeah. Where you just be sitting where there. Where the cartel's just like all around. And yeah. people can just get wiped out exactly. in a matter of seconds. So mm-hmm. you kind of learn to be a little bit more on edge. And No, it is it is trauma, dude. Because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my high school was rough too. And I remember I got there and my first, my first, my second day actually of high school, I'm in the hallway and I'm in like the 300 hallway and there's like six or seven guys in the hallway, all blue, all orange, blue bandanas, orange bandanas, and they were Hoover Crips, and they were just standing in the hallway, and I'm like, this is where I'm going to school now? Sure. So it's just like, you know, yeah. it, it does kind of cause you to, yeah, dude, and I remember I went home that week, or after that week, and I was just practicing punches, because I didn't know what's going to happen. You're, 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 like, you're like Daniel in the, in the, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, I think that, oh. that description of trying to find the stars and not being able to find them that's powerful because it's like what can i just see something can i just like jump? yeah you yeah. just made that poetic no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm just but anyway but yeah, but yeah and so, so just a reminder like oh yeah i'm this is a different this is a whole it's different, a different world yeah like everything looks different yeah you've been living your whole your life your 16 years prior and then mm-hmm. oh this is a this and I'm, I'm somewhere different now. Yeah. And, and not to pro, I mean, you obviously, you know, you don't have to talk about anything. And this is an assumption, but sure. I'm assuming, like, okay, it sounds like in the Dominican Republic, like, there was just fistfights, scraps, and then it's kind of like that's Yes, it. and it's over. And that's not, precisely what they told me in New York. It's like, it's not like that here. It's like, if you get into a fight with somebody, it just doesn't end there. You know, they mm-hmm. might continue, they might come and shoot you or stab you or whatever. Yeah. So, again, it was that same attitude that your friends described. like, you keep your head down and then you... You know. What makes you kind of antisocial, like, and you you develop a small group of friends, but at the yeah. same time you're just like, literally. And I, I remember there's buses that, um, and you guys took the train. Yeah. Right. And it's worse because shit goes down yeah. on the train. It was the same yeah. thing on buses, like in Tacoma. It's like yeah. okay, you're taking the number two to Hilltop area, and um, it's just like you're sitting on the bus and you're like, well, is shit gonna pop off? Is it not gonna pop off? And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. But yeah. sorry, not to yeah. go continue. Yeah, it's interesting though, like that that dichotomy of it. How you know going to you imagine oh it's a more populated area. Maybe you know more people. Like mm-hmm. no, you got to keep yourself more closed off. Exactly. For, for because more people just means more problems. Mm-hmm. From there. Right. Yeah. 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 But you know, just like any other environment where you uh, you're facing hardship, that's the beginning of growth. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. I've, I've been True. thinking about this quite a bit in in different terms, and hopefully we'll get to that. But um, it, you know, okay, it was rough, it was all of that, but at the same time, it just gave me an opportunity to grow. Yeah, yeah. It's like that what they always say, like diamonds, like caused by pressure. You know, there was nothing if there was no pressure causing it, it would just stay. That's cool. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because, I, I, I mean, when people listen to this, I also don't want there to be these, if there are these assumptions, I kind of want to unpack them. It's like, those areas, even if there are those problems, there is a different sense of community in those areas than there is in, let's say, like, <laughs> suburban areas. I feel like there's more alienation in, like, the suburban yeah, community. like isolationism. Because, yeah. like, in Tacoma, the, it, like, the hilltop area is infamous for a lot of, like problematic things violence drug trade all that stuff but like there's deep community relationships mm-hmm. in there where people help yeah. each other out mm-hmm. they're of service to one another they support each other in hard times and that never gets talked about or even the positive spin like okay this is where we're growing up this is where i'm growing up 
this is the difficulty of living in an area that's low socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is beyond those people's control. But the fact that it builds character is also something that's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's this problem, it's this thing, that's how those people are. So yeah. I just wanted to make sure I think, that something's <clears throat> not being attached to Washington Heights yeah. or like other areas, you know? Yeah, I think any area where there, where there are hardships, and then I think the reasons a community has is like, is more, I guess, uh, it's like cohesive or mm-hmm. like comforting and that's it's, yeah. it's like because of that it's I don't think it's like I don't think it's coincidence well it's like West Side Story yeah. versus American Beauty yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. wow yeah. 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 right yeah. Yeah. yeah that's precisely it because in um, uh, uh, Jesus I've just I'm blanking out on the name of the movie. Um, West Side Story or American Beauty? American Beauty. Yeah. Duh. yeah. So yeah. It, it's, yeah. It, it was all about this man who had just to suppress himself. Yes. You know, who couldn't yeah. communicate with his wife, couldn't yeah. communicate with his kid. In uh, that sense, that, that uh, midlife crisis or that he needed to expand out of, mm. you never had that problem in West Side Story because you're continually uh, being asked to step up. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Step up and just like I'm saying that the sense of community and the values that come out of those uh, environments of scarcity, yeah. it's just it's tremendous. And, and American Beauty is really just like a, it's this. She was the wife is like stri- She's unhappy in America. Yeah. It's this ruthless striving to be this like real estate mogul. Yeah. yeah. She's collapsing. Like it's this passive aggressive communication, and it just shows that it's like well. With less, sometimes you get more, mm-hmm. and with more, sometimes you get less. Yes. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, because yeah, because there's the propped up image of what you think the the riches is supposed to be. Yeah, right. And then while and really they're really lacking. And because sometimes yeah. we get we get it fucked up because we do systems analysis where we're like, okay, the poor are are punished uh, on a hard a far more harsher level in the criminal justice system, so yeah. on and so forth. It's hard to accumulate resources, and that can lead to disease, mental health ailments, and just a lack of quality of life and i think that's that's true but at the same time in tight-knit communities where there's less people just pull, pull together in a remarkable sort of mm-hmm. way like mm-hmm. it wasn't my dad who taught me how to fight you know like i came from upper middle class suburbia yeah it was my friends who had been fighting almost every day of their life mm-hmm. that taught me how to fight in the yeah. neighborhoods they were from you know what i mean so yeah but i think no matter where you are or what you know where you are like i mean fighting if you do feel like the need to fight or just i mean martial arts or like understanding the realness of it changes the way you look at, at the world yeah yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely does and there's something about getting hit in the face really hard mm-hmm. and realizing somatically that you won't break that it makes you look look at the world differently mm. uh, and this is one of the things i appreciate about mixed martial arts mm. uh because everything in mixed martial arts is is, is, is empirical it's been tried mm. and if <laughs> like some new techniques like oh this will work or so, prove it yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. yeah. and and if it's if it's part of the, the canon of the techniques that we have it means it it, it, it works Mm. Um, and just that real sense of fighting, the fact that you can get hit uh, again really hard and get it into yourself that I'm still standing mm. and I'm still going. This didn't kill me. Mm. That that does something for the soul of a of a, of a person. Mm, for sure. Um, yeah. And and that's something that that I, I absolutely have appreciated about AMC and yeah. and uh, training with you guys there. Yeah, but I think it's backing into that pressure because you know, <laughs> it's, or it's like understanding. Uh, you know hardship or through something like coming without or 
something that's trying to take something from you, that's how people get stronger, you know, or something trying to break you down, that's how people end up having, like, to, to rise up, yeah. like, from there. Well, it's, it's like Nick Diaz has said something like, you know, well, first of all, yeah. let me just uh, dovetail what you guys are saying. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about that perseverance, that direct yeah. perseverance that you have to deal with in MMA yeah. or in martial arts. Because it's yeah. not like, like studying and, and getting a job promotion and doing all these, like, other things that 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 takes perseverance too yeah and there's always perseverance and success i know that sounds like a friggin yeah so it's like we're doing we're doing like no it's with the shareholders when yeah. they tell the workers yeah. only get yeah. like 16 dollars an hour yeah. perseverance and appreciation <laughs> yeah. will lead to a greater result in your yeah. personal life no but what yeah. i mean is like it it's some people come into mma having yeah. like fernando wasn't you didn't you had a fight before you even started fighting Right, yeah. you had fights before you oh, started God, yes. fighting. Yeah, yeah. And um, and also the areas you grew up in, it wasn't they weren't easy. And it's like Nick Diaz has this famous quote where he's like, "Man, rich people shouldn't fight." <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. he says that. I and, feel like rich people are the ones who should fight because they should realize like what what it is. Right. No, and I, I know it's. I, I but I know what he means though. For, yeah. for the sake yeah. of discussion, like yeah. that for me that Khabib and Connor fight for me was really a symbolism of like someone coming from. You know, uh, not even metaphorically, literally where Khabib comes from. Mm -hmm. It's just like it is one of the most harshest environments to live in and to thrive in. And then fighting McGregor, who is, yeah, he was on like social welfare and stuff at one point in his life, but he was had a lot of resources. He had a lot of support. And to see that the two kind of it's styles, but it's also mentalities colliding. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting, you know. But um, yeah, for me, like learning how to take a punch was just. Yeah, it was profound. The first time, like, getting hit and, like, and really, like, sitting there and be like, damn, this motherfucker just hit me. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. in a gym. Like, yeah. or getting kicked in the head. That was a crazy experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott. Because I was just... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Anyway, continue, Scott. Well, I remember the first time I got kicked in the head, it was by this guy, Jonah Villamore, and he uh, was 16 at the time, and I was 18, and we were sparring, and I threw a jab, and he just came over my jab, and boom... And I remember it rung my bell, and I was like, I had a decision. Like I was like, well, do I stop? And the other part of me was like, well, do I keep going? And I kept going, but still, it was just like, like you said, it's direct feedback. Mm-hmm. It's right yeah. there. It's, yeah, it's very immediate. Yeah. And you find out about yourself. Yeah, you yeah. do. You do. Uh, I remember aspiring with Wanaka. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. Michael yeah. Wanaka. Yeah. And uh, I remember Matt had us do like this drill uh, where like the person, like you couldn't leave this little square oh, no. and the other guy could do it. So he could move and he's, I don't know, six, three, six, four, yeah, or something, six four. Or something. He's, he's a tall guy. He's tall. Yeah. And uh, I just remember like just getting hit. I'm just getting pounded. And just like, I'm still standing. I'm still standing, you know, and hitting him back. And I'm, you know, and him hitting me, me again, but I'm still standing. And then it, it again. I'm, I'm repeating myself. It just changes your life. You just look at the world differently. You know who you are, and you know what you can take mm-hmm. uh, more accurately than you you probably did before. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I didn't appreciate about traditional martial arts. Is that that very clean way of doing things? It, it you know there are fighting styles that had never yeah. made a real fight. Yeah, and it's very sterile. It was very sterile. Yeah. And like people come up with techniques. I remember they used to come up with techniques all the time. I'm like, okay, well, it's easy to come up with techniques if you're not applying them. Exactly. It's like yeah. applying knowledge without debate. Well, that's exactly. why I left the keto. Yeah. Why did I do when I trained a keto? That was my main issue. I was like, okay, wrist locks, 
the main thing that I got from Akito was momentum. Mm-hmm. Knowing yeah. how to utilize momentum. Which is which is a good uh, principle. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, it was like, man, no one's going to come up to me. No, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right this. Or no one's going to be like, I'm going to grab your wrist. Like Steven Seagal, I'm like, yeah. he's, I just imagined him in the street like, grab my wrist, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, grab my wrist. Did he and then I told MMA? Anderson to do the kick. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And I created MMA. Yeah. 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 But no, you're right. It's like, it, it gets to a point in the evolution of the arts where it's like, it just drops off. It's like, okay, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not going to work. Maybe in terms of like a little bit of fitness and spirituality, like Aikido makes sense. But Focus, in terms yeah. of in mm-hmm. focusing, breathing, but in terms of competition, it, like in a real fight, in a combat situation, yeah. that's not. No, yeah, it's, it's understanding what's real and like and what, what's truth, you know, mm-hmm. like what, what exactly. is actually. Like it's because it's not, it's, it's coming at you uh, unfiltered. It's not like, oh, yeah. I'm not taking it off. And, and isn't yeah. isn't that something? Because uh, reality is what it is, right? I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get woo here. Hopefully, yeah. I don't lose <laughs> yeah. All right, deep pop. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk about everything as consciousness yeah. now. No, <laughs> no, just, but just, yeah, just, just go ahead for that. You know, it's like. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, Fernando. Yeah. So it's seeing reality for what it is, as opposed to what you want it to be. Yeah. Right. Like you can train with other people in a you know my dojo and say this is what works, and you convince yourself that you are safe mm-hmm. because you know how to do these techniques, mm-hmm. as opposed to doing and running the risk of getting hit pretty hard, which we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, having your arm. Um, hyperextended, you know, getting choked unconscious, getting choked unconscious, uh, that stuff keeps you in the moment. You cannot yeah. fool yourself about that. That's yeah. reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. Cause it's like understanding that there are real consequences. It makes you appreciate exactly what it is when, when, when it's work. Cause it's like almost you, you almost, you need that risk or else the reward isn't, isn't as well. Like if, you, if there was no risk, then what's the point of the reward? Exactly. Is, is the reward, it's like back to the American Beauty and like West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this guy has all this stuff. He should be happy, right? But he's not. He's not. Right. Like, what does he have really? Yeah. That's, that, that's real. Like, from and Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. It, he has a ha- He had the house. He yeah. had the job. And he had he had everything. He's winning life. Exactly. He's yeah. winning in life. Yeah. But there's something missing here that, yeah. that because you what? Why? Because you're not uh, engaging the Aegon. You know, you're really not grappling yeah. with with life. Yeah. And and I remember yeah. this. And this is deep. I think about this more and more as the years go by. Is that back when I lived in the DR, like it was a struggle to get the the 501 Levi's that I wanted. Yeah. You know, I had to save for a long time, and then have my mom give me some money so I could afford them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, like, I can go to the store and basically buy a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same. There yeah. was something about the struggle yeah. that made me happy. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't the the relief that you did get wasn't from the actual parent. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. wasn't the experience to get that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that no, I think I think that's pretty profound. And it's like it's just like how you know the perceived notion of you know back to the like oh person's winning at life. You know, it's like how what what are they winning or what is what is actually driving that that person like and do they feel like fulfilled no for sure and it's like yeah you can be efficient in your world and like you can have like a get things done mentality like like i think we we all have the we know what the average like indicator of 
or not the average it is the indicator of success in our society is a lot of material possessions prestige yeah. yeah a job or doing something that matters yeah and in that those things in and of themselves it takes work it also in reality can take a lot of luck it can yeah. take a lot yeah. of shortcuts yeah. Yeah. inheritance and things like that yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors for yes sure. but yeah. how much of like those ladders those ladders that people climb to you know have a lot of money have a lot of wealth what is that really teaching you about the human experience Mm -hmm. because i think for me mma like really taught me about just like pain right at first it was physical and then internalizing that it became emotional i remember like getting my ass whooped in a sparring session by someone who was trying to help me get better just like beating my ass like this dude beat me up so bad like i went to the bathroom at our gym and i was crying and i remember just i was like i fucking suck you know, I'm just like these tears are coming down my face, and I just stop, yeah. and I'm like, Ender, why would you do that? Yeah, and his name was Ender Kriyaki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, right there. No, but I remember. Yeah, I remember having to deal with that. Yeah, having to deal with that like failure and that physical and emotional pain, mm-hmm. and it was like yeah. looking into a mirror. Yeah, yeah, and confronting the self, right? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's internal struggle. Yeah. Internal, because yeah. it's easy to retreat into all those things, and it's just yeah. like you tell the story about the genes. It's like. There was a lot of like patience there. There was a lot of struggle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, there's I think there's unnecessary struggle. Like I feel like there's some things people shouldn't have to like. It shouldn't be life and death. Like there's certain rights yeah. and things that people need materially and health wise. But if you're not engaged in uh, some form of struggle that is redeeming your spirit, then it's just like the your life is just. It's ending yeah. one minute at a yeah. time. Well, you know? here it goes. Here we go. Yeah. I like the way you put that. Because yeah. we're probably your spirit. Yeah. Because there's there's a whole bunch of arguments out there, and I'm sure we've all read books that talk about okay, well, yeah, there's a ton of uh, poverty in in our country, but there's also a lot of comfort. I mm-hmm. feel like yes. So it's dual. It's like okay, there's the the how capitalism it has the haves and have nots and that's an intrinsic thing with this system whether it's state capitalism that looks like communism or it's just direct free market mm-hmm. like here yeah. but what happens is is like you get so comfortable in either system there yeah. can be that you can have a level of comfort you just don't experience yeah. Yeah. anymore yeah, exactly. you're just like come home and we have yeah. 200 channels we have cell phones yeah, over stimulation yes, exactly. like, yeah, exactly. what there, lessons are you yeah, learning there's still there, yeah there's a like you said I like how you put that there's like you know people just have have nots there's poverty there's material poverty but there's also poverty of self mm-hmm. and culture just yeah. cultural poverty yeah. you yes. know what I mean like yeah. That's that's what Poverty I probably of happiness. Yeah. Yeah, and just it's like Wally. Like have you guys yeah. seen Wally? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. literally. Uh, have you have you seen Wally, Fernando? The the it's, animated. It's yeah. It's a Pixar movie with yes. the, with the garbage robot. Yes. And then the people have gotten so fat. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're yeah. sitting here yeah. on their. Yeah. Like portable or their yeah. what is it? They're sitting the, on like a. Uh, it's like an eye. It was like a personal computer kind of thing chair that led them to where they need to yeah it was like a hoverboard that was a bed yes and they were laying on it and they had like a constant dispenser that gave them like pop or yeah food food, junk food and they're just floating yeah and then you're just trapped in this like orb of comfort yeah and like how you explained it is and how i think a lot of us think about is mma and just that struggle yeah that kind of breaks that orb because it returns us to something like really primal yeah yeah yeah, well, we're just like, like it, true, it, it. It breaks that it, it breaks that almost crutch of comfort, mm-hmm. like from there. Yeah, I, I remember that movie because like the, 
one of the one of the one of the guys that was on there like his struggle was trying to walk on his own feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's like, Oh no, how do I do this? No, because his yeah. remote or whatever yeah. that yeah. he needed to do yeah. everything fell and then he's like, Oh <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> how do these work? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Oh. And and that's something I think yeah. about all the time because it, it, here's it, this is this is just insane to me, but it's yeah. it's reality is the way it, it, things are. We as mammals always look for comfort. Yeah. We're designed to look for comfort. If yeah. we're not doing anything, we want to lay down. We want yeah. to take an amulet. That's yeah. our natural tendency. At yeah. the same time, what helps us grow is actually that effort. Yeah. You know yeah. that that you have to put forth in order to actualize yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, looking for those genes or like uh, buying yeah, records. I know it's that duality of it. It's, it's yeah. the duality of yeah. it that that really what yeah. helps you grow is just a struggle. Yeah. So when you know the genes or I used to buy records back in the day too, the big vinyl records. Mm-hmm. It's saving money. And you know, doing a little bit of like some odd job to get some more money to, uh, you know, uh, get the, the the funds to buy that stuff. Mm-hmm. That it's movement. Yeah. It's movement. If you're just getting what you want. Yeah. It, especially yeah, in this society, yeah, where yeah, you can would, be a poor, poor person and yeah. you can you have access to everything. Yeah. I mean, all you need is a is a is a cell phone with yeah. internet access, yeah. and you have all the entertainment you will you could ever have all your life. Yeah. Yeah, but it somehow it just makes us duller, you know, like yeah, the, the it, black guys. Who, you yeah, know, and, and it, yeah, those wow. experience for sure. It's like you know, it's that's an interesting point. Like, cause if you had, you know, you talked about you having to work and like make effort to get those records. If you had just gotten that record as a present, it wouldn't like it would have been gone sad. as soon as you yeah. as soon as you got it. Right. Like, oh, well, yeah, thanks. Yeah, and then yeah, it's like, but that's the thing. It's like. Uh, you know, what the interesting caveat, it's like when you see like those trust fund kids or, you know, kids that have everything that they want, they're always the most unhappy and they're always doing the craziest shit yeah. to try and feel alive. Yeah. They, or, yeah. or in yeah. some, it, it's cut so yeah. many different ways. It's yeah. like, cause I, cause our philosophy, the philosophy we're talking about right now yeah. and hard work and savings and goal orientation and striving for things. I, I always get so torn and it's, it okay. probably is the socialist side of me where I'm like, okay, we don't want, we want people to be productive. We want yeah. people to work. Yeah. We want people to have self-actualization, but in order for them to do that, we have to have a baseline that is just yes. like taken care of. Because I'm, because I'm thinking in my like mind, the hierarchy like, of needs. how many rich yeah. people have been yeah. like, you know what, you need to work harder, and that's why we're keeping the wages down because you don't work hard enough. You know what I mean, or yeah. or whatever sort of kind of twisted, sadistic reasoning that mm-hmm. comes from that mm-hmm. place. It's um, but when we look at levels of comfort, I would say in this century, um, especially in this country, which is really like the, um. It's a, it's the it's still a city on a hill for most of the world, mm. right? Well, minus China. To be fair, there's China who's probably outgrowing us and things like that. But most us as an industrialized nation, mm. like we do have a lot, mm-hmm. right? Um, certain regions do. I and mean, there's a lot of people that don't have a lot in China, right? Yeah, it's a lot. And, and here, and here right? in Appalachia, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. So it's just and like, yeah. where, where does it end? Where does it end? Like, where does the toil? When, where, when is it necessary for progression and then when is it literally just like subjugation it's subjugation exactly or or too much or too much yeah. right yeah it's like dang it's that... true it's like yeah it's a, it's a fine line of like oh wait is it you know between the comfort and that because well, i think about people who yeah. work like two or three jobs yeah. to make ends meet are they not striving mm. yes no they totally are they have goals they have bills they have things they need to get but they're barely making it making I, I wonder about yeah. like okay like in what way um, could they be set up 
and have the same energy, the same level of striving, but with more uh, benefits for yeah. that. And, and, I, and I will say that the balance uh, on, on their lives is too much in the, the struggle uh, side, right? Right. Uh, and most of us right now, I guess I'm thinking of myself and the people I, I, uh, I know, uh, we are a little bit more on the comfort side. Mm-hmm. I, I think what I like to keep in mind and remind myself is that growth and comfort don't go in the same, in the mm-hmm. same place. Yeah, it's like two different things. Like I need my comfort. Uh, pretty tired today. Um, <laughs> I had a yeah. really, really long workout. Yeah. So I'm gonna need some comfort tonight. But at the same time, that I cannot stay there too long because mm-hmm. keeping that balance. Exactly. Yeah. I need to like focus my energy and give it all I got to something else in order to make you know my life what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that we were talking about um, Nietzsche and those books, Sartrustra, mm-hmm. and the. The, the idea of the Overmensch and the opposite, I cannot remember. I was trying to remember. Um, uh, is it like Overman? No, is that different? I can't remember. Uh, but the opposite of the Overmensch. Overmensch is Superman. Yeah, and Overmensch then, is Superman, and then what was the opposite? So, I what, forgot. But what, 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 what was the point of the opposite of The yeah. opposite is yeah. the person who's just comfortable. Oh, okay. And it's living way, way, way below, way below happiness, but they're, they're comfortable. Well, it's like it's so like I hate to be cliche and bring up Fight Club, but it's like literally. Please what, do. Yeah. No, but it's it's that. it's literally what. She, she just my girlfriend's off camera and yeah. I just showed it to her, so she hasn't finished it. So I'm gonna try not to. Spoilers. Oh man, just but leave the room. Yeah. Remember when he's like, yeah. he leaves. Yeah. So Tyler Durden, who is both Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. <laughs> What? What? Get out! Oh, what? No, he, he yeah. when he leaves, yeah. when he leaves that re, that uh, job as the recall coordinator, yeah. and when he just, he kind of shuns his uh, capitalist modern life, the yeah. office, you know, the, the, the Ikea, uh, Ikea the furniture, furniture yeah. blows yeah. that up, and yeah. then he retreats away from it. There's a message in that yeah. for even the most comfortable person that getting too wrapped up in these things and these items and in, in, in this the, the way the system just hits your reward centers and in the ends it drives you towards there's something in that because when he leaves that comfort mm-hmm. that supreme comfort and then he turns towards a more rigorous philosophy of questioning society of completely opposing status quo things yeah. and then he engages in a fight club where he's just getting his ass they're whooping each mm-hmm. other's ass yeah what's birthed forward from that is kind of like a, a zen yes. mindset yeah. yeah and that's why it's not just people go oh he was getting his ass whooped that's why he was able to go back to the nine to five corporate job it was it wasn't just that it was the outlook he had developed yeah, yeah. retreating from the small condo yeah. into this broken dilapidated house that was about to be destroyed, yeah, destroyed. at some point yeah. Yeah. and then going to support groups where people were talking about their terminate their terminal illness and they're trying to make sense of the, their mortality. Their mortality, yes. right? And what does he say? He says on a long enough uh, timeline, everyone's chances at survival gets close to zero or reaches zero. Yeah, reaches so zero. So something yeah. like that. And it's just yeah. the I like how they in that movie that he says we don't you don't have much time left or yeah. or, or yeah. Yeah, this is your I said it earlier this is your life and it's ending one minute at a time because. Yeah. When we accumulate those things that give us comfort and we're attached to all the systems and the values that get us there, we t- I think we're, it, we're leaving it, out a whole other segment yeah. of the human experience. It, it breaks away from that reality, right? That, that you are that that you are mortal and that time is a finite resource. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's like, yeah. how did we? 
and it, it, when people get to that spot, when they have the corporate job and yeah. all that, the career, they're they still the radically unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's, but it's because yeah, they're because they're pursuing something that they that they felt like had value, but then once they're there, they're like, where was the value exactly. that, that they were pursuing? Exactly. Like from there. Yeah. It's like the emperor would know. Yeah. The emperor's new clothes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it! I got! It. I got! It. Yeah. You know, uh, the yeah. the the example that uh, comes to mind to me. It's we were talking about Cambodia last night. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah. if if you know what yeah. don't know what Cambodia is, Cambodia is, is a an, an ancient shamanic medicine. It's basically yeah. frog poison. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. So we were talking like, about it we because have... Susan was there Susan, coughing on yes, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so Susan's coughing on everybody, and I go like, man, I, just having a real infectious personality today. But uh, so you wanted to yeah. shoot a dart of this yeah. frog poison? No, 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 no. So Fernando like brought it up, and he and he, he was explaining. I guess like so. Could you yeah just explain like yeah. what, what it is, Fernando? So yeah. uh, again, a shaman, ancient shamanic medicine uh, from South America, and mm-hmm. what they do is basically they burn the, uh, the your epithelium yourself, like the most out. Uh, outermost layer of your skin and they apply this uh, frog poison so what happens is that your system recognizes it as poison and you start feeling really sick for about 20 minutes at the same time you you're drinking a lot of water what happens is that you begin to perch and that to me is a, a good metaphor or analogy no metaphor, metaphor. to uh, what we're talking about because yeah. mm. it's this sense of uh, urgency in your body that wakes it up mm. and it yeah. wakes up your immune system and the, yeah. the reason why you do the medicine then is that your immune system wakes up and then you're you don't get sick after that like I remember I did it last year and I did not get a flu once and I felt it coming two or three times like I felt it was hitting my system but it was like Teflon it was just light enough mm. uh, and it's again the same metaphor yeah uh, that stress again which is not not way too much because then that can kill a system but that necessary stress makes your system wake up and uh and things right. work like the way they should uh another thing that i've been doing a lot lately is just fasting Fast. oh, and i feel yeah. really really good when i fast why because if i just keep eating three times a day which to my parents and my grandparents was a goal because they didn't eat three times a day yeah so you know, okay, you have yeah. that 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 that's an ideal for them. Exactly. Yeah. So hey, yeah. you know, when I was young, it's like, oh yeah, eat three times a day. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, then I start getting sleepy and whatever because we as humans, it's like that chain of need, comfort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need yeah. uh, we need less food than we actually eat. Yeah. Uh, I hope this is making sense. Yeah. And, no, it is. And that yeah. when you deprive yourself of certain things in a balanced manner, yeah. your body wakes up because your body needs that. It yeah. needs that that struggle yeah. to. You're, you're almost weighed well, down by the surplus. Exactly. Yeah, Thank you. You said yeah. it better than I, than I. Yeah. Did. It's like you have to realize. Oh wait, how much is this like really needed? And I think the so the the procedure with that uh, frog poison is interesting because it's like you know your immune system. It's just like anything. Like if your immune system has to act towards something, it won't act unless it has to. Right. Yeah. So if it's like, oh, I have to act now. Exactly. Because something, it's it's almost it's like that it's like that fight or flight moment. It's like when how they say how mothers are able to like lift a car. Exactly. Because it has to now. Oh, my my baby's underneath that car. I need to lift. Whereas if you ask a mother to lift a car, I'm not lifting that car. Like why would I do that? Well, it's yeah. It's but just to bring that all into like the previous analogies it's like there's good stress yeah and then there's like this 
I would say unnecessary stress, yes. which yes. most people feel nowadays in our industrialized society and the you know the corporatization of just the the bullshit job, bullshit. the bullshit job yeah. phenomenon. Bullshit stress is what you're saying. You, yeah. No, you have all this stress yeah. where you're literally. Because all the evidence around you shows it's like if I don't do this job, if I don't have this wage, if I don't do this, then I'm gonna be out there with oh. nothing. Oh, I see. It's so, like rat, so it's your, that rat race mentality. Mm-hmm. So yeah. your stress is being like uh, pressured towards a productive end, mm. not not even questioning like, okay, what does it mean to be truly productive? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to truly collaborate? How how can we come up with ideas for be- better human experience? Mm-hmm. No, you sign up like think about the, how vast the service industry is right yeah and I, I have such a heart for service workers and that's why whenever there's like a struggle over their low wages or, or whatever's going on I, I really advocate for them because i've worked a service job for like six or seven years but what you're doing is your fight or flight and all that motivation is being put towards an end for someone else for selling mm-hmm. a product yeah. for doing that yeah. and so you're not even questioning like damn is this could this be the rest of my life yeah. You're not even you're, – because you're just so – because it's – with that, it's like I accumulate the wage. I save the money so I can have shelter, so then I can have food, and then that is it. Instead of, okay, healthy stress for me is like, okay, here's a challenge. Here's an obstacle. Once I engage that, like we're talking about that obstacle yeah. and that challenge, then that stress that kicks in to help me overcome that is making me greater yeah. instead of being stuck in this yeah. – yeah dead end space where like a lot constructive of stress a lot of people yeah. are yeah. right and then so what type of meaning do you derive from that other than like dang this is a form of exploitation yeah that's all you're deriving from that i mean it some people we were just talking about our motivation culture it's like some people can just put a hashtag on anything and be like oh stacking boxes today hashtag right yeah and that's hashtag not rhyme. and that's not to say that those hashtag jobs stack and those people that work those jobs aren't capable but it's just kind of i feel like in a lot of ways it ends up being this trap where, where yeah. that stress ends up running you down mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything to really reach that self-actual that yeah. self-actualization yeah. that maslow's chart you're yeah. not even close yeah. to yeah, yeah. or your right. hierarchy of needs but i think yeah but i think that's the thing because that's what most i mean that that, that that's what most things are kind of it's like trapping you in that treadmill of life mm-hmm. that you're supposed oh you're supposed to you know with a whole bunch of advertisements yeah. to keep exactly. you alive. Hey, stay there this, where, I mean, where are you going this yeah. i mean this yeah. is the the reason yeah. why we are where we are honestly yeah. it's it's like that's all you need so you were talking about the people who get the job and and you know they get shelter and they get food and then they have that that's all they need okay, yeah you know like they feel that that's all they need right whereas there there's a a, a system uh in place that where people are getting way 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 more uh, uh, more money out of their work yeah uh, but these people are just content and numbed down by you know little droplets of exactly yeah. you know a, a phone and you know like fatty foods and, and uh, stuff that really weighs you down nothing that that makes you feel awake mm. and if I have to me yeah nothing that makes I'm, you feel awake yeah if I have a goal it's just to awake you know um, to awake to uh, my potential, to awake to my shadow. Uh, and it just seems like lately I have way more love and, and time for my shadow than I than I did before. For sure. Because, you know, I spent like the first half of my life just like pushing it down. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't need to do that or whatever. Right. Uh, I just welcomed it now. And that really uh, makes me feel more awake, mm. you know. No, that, that's good, man, because I think that's the thing. I think just that 
being awake or being aware of just like just being aware of that that you're living life yeah you yeah. Know? yeah it's like that's the thing because people say like life is a journey but how many people are really like experiencing a journey the, a journey you know? exactly like how many people are just kind of living or how many people yeah. are just existing like, it, like or do they realize that the days like go by people are yeah. like oh man what am i doing yeah. and uh, like people that don't really know what they're doing who are just kind of well i guess i'm just here exactly like, from there they're just waiting yeah. to the post depot like they're just waiting to go on the journey but yeah they don't go anywhere yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's just where i feel now it's like like this is why this podcast is so important to me because it's it's a time to in, inquire before you have to go back out there and accumulate again yeah or yeah. try to just try to stay on top of things yeah. so you don't lose your your roof over your head, yeah. transportation or bills, pop, like it's just literally, and there's so many solutions to that where people could end up living better lives without having that. Because again, going back to fight or flight, the stress mechanism, it's like it's supposed to meet a challenge, right? Yeah. And, and it's kind of a sick, twisted thing when it's like, dang, my challenge is simply my survival. And you do learn something from mm-hmm. that, but when it's too much and it overloads, that's why. Yeah. When people aren't used to it, for sure. Well, yeah. think about te- like it yeah. becomes toxic. It's a toxic yeah. level yeah. of stress, which may not produce growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and so and that's kind of the, the balance is to go okay, um, how can how can I see a, a situation for what it is, and what do I need to do to make sure I don't get stuck in the a, a trap or yeah, a trap or, or, or a loop or a loop. But then but then then you yeah. have and that's where Nietzsche comes in and you know it is an arrogant. A philosophical statement to make but he talks about <laughs> the herd yeah. and the masses yeah. and yeah i hate when people say oh the masses and i'm like well you're a part wake of the masses sheeple. <laughs> wake up sheeple but yeah. Sheeple. but yeah. yeah but what he's saying is yeah. it's like there is a group of people who won't question how they've been conditioned mm. they, they they just exactly. won't they will pass exactly they'll, 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 they'll and they'll stay, be, they'll that's, stay that's asleep it. and they'll, yeah. docile, they'll, yeah. they'll be docile with it where yeah. you'll go yeah Okay. They are the sheep being let to sleep. And I've heard people yeah. like challenge me on my ideals and go, Scott, well, that's a really privileged philosophy to have when people need to toil like that to survive. But I'm thinking, like, I, I go, that's not how it needs to be. No. So what if they miss the point, though? If yeah. people, like, people in the service industry, like, if we if people who work those jobs, those exhausting jobs where they're selling products or they work in a, a mall or and that is maybe their second or first job, like, I always try to encourage them. I'm like, you have to harness your creative potential, mm-hmm. right? Be, I mean, and don't let it be commodified here at this job where it's like you do something creative, like you change the display. Don't do that. Like, make sure you're doing something outside of that, outside of that, because that is what keeps you human. Yeah. Right? Because very that quickly. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you. It's this is gonna sound crazy, dude. I'm just gonna go there though. Like, remember <laughs> in the rate during the Reagan era, there was all those office shootings. Yes. And they seem to be in post office shootings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if you notice, it was like right on a curve where there was a lot of like cuts to social services and a lot of mergers and accus- uh, acquisitions, and people were uh, their employment was changing, less control in the workplace. That stress, that fight or flight survival mechanism, that mecha- that feeling of now I'm alienated. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. Marx is right. That feeling of alienation comes out, and then it turns into a violent means. Mm-hmm. Because if you're conditioned to think your life is who – your work is your life and that is who you are mm. in terms of just money accumulation and just living, then that, that will just destroy you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like hovering yeah. over that and going, well, there's got to be something else. Let me paint a fucking picture. Let me fucking go and do, do a martial art. Let me – I don't know. Go into a group discussion or just something outside of that yeah. to yeah. just stay human, you know? Yeah. And, and awake, you know, awaken to something because I, I think it, I'm 
the, what you're saying in a way is like people who just go into a job and they just go into uh, automatic pilot mode. Yeah, they put the put the blinders on. There's exactly. nothing else here. And then yeah. that's all they do. Okay, this is what you do. You come in and you do this and da, 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 and they do it. They do it. They do it. And they they. And know. then you get off and what yeah. do you do? It's like you uh, drink and you yeah. drink and you smoke. Yeah, exactly. Or you, yeah. Or you you do whatever. There. What yeah. is the? What, and also, what's inducing that stress? For for anyway, we're going back to that uh, the American Beauty like problem. It's like where. Yeah, that's how the midlife crisis happened. Because he was about because, to remember, yeah. he was about to get fired, right? Yes. And it's not, it's like because it becomes a re- oh wait, what have I been doing? Exactly. What have I been doing? What and they're, I, they're like, because that's when the blinders get taken off, and he realizes. Like, and I hate the midlife yeah. crisis like yeah. terminology because yeah. some people have that earlier than others. It, it's, it's just it's, happening. It's an existential life. realization. Yeah, it's, like, like, oh. it's, a, it's called a life crisis. <laughs> crisis of life. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, is yeah. this what it is, you yeah. know? And yeah. then he had to awaken to the reality. And again, uh, you know, we're coming from, uh, we live in Seattle. We're coming from uh, a, a society and a culture in, a, in an economic background that is fairly comfortable. Yes. But to, um, uh, what, what was his name in the movie? I can't remember. I, I, I don't remember. Okay. I know it was Kevin Spacey. Yeah, we know it was Kevin Spacey was the actor, but yeah. Yeah, let's, let's not hashtag Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not making any shout-outs to Jared. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I try to stay away from that when we were talking about Subway earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I dropped the ball now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally forgot about his legal yeah, history. Yeah, dropped the ball. Just like Action Jeans dropped the ball with the whole Oh, like, yeah, shout-out to Jared. Yeah, oh, yeah. God damn God it. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, so, sorry. So he yeah, wakes yeah, up yeah. from being comfortable. Yes. It's like, what have I been doing? Because in the end of the day, and this is this is something I think about all the time. Yeah. Everything that I want to do right now, or let me put it this way, everything that I don't want to do right now is stuff that I am gonna be glad I did when I'm 90 years old. Right. Everything yeah. that I want to do right now, what? Go home and watch TV, and you know, just eat the, something. The, yeah. Whatever. Uh. It, it doesn't add up. It's like my immediate wants mm-hmm. are the very opposite of what I know will build my legacy. Mm-hmm. And I am dead afraid of the man in the mirror when I'm 90 years old mm-hmm. and what yeah. that man might say to me. Um, and how do I get how do I get to live a life where that old man is looking back at me and going like, oh, like we kicked ass. Yeah. What do I have to do? Something not comfortable. Yeah, and all I, the time. And I think that. Yeah, and, and, most of the time. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's a good knowing, of you know, back to what we're talking about about mortality as well, like understanding that yeah. your time is finite. It's finite. That's how you make it. That's how. That's how you find the value. You yeah. know, in, in something, understanding that it is a finite resource. You know, like back again, the, the the struggle, like from there, just like you know, your records wouldn't have been valuable if they had just been handed it to you, yeah. right? Like those vinyl records or your your jeans, the jeans lost the value once. It wasn't the jeans that you were looking. Yeah, for. it wasn't yeah. about the fucking jeans. Yeah. It, yeah. Wasn't, it, it wasn't, wasn't about the jeans. It wasn't about it wasn't. the records. It was about experience, like working towards something, realizing you could do it, and then accomplishing it. Like that was that was the, actualizing, yeah. actualizing yes. yourself. Yes, actualizing a thought, an idea, having a thought process, and then finishing and seeing it through and the other thing yeah. is we crave collaboration and community whether we like you yeah. know yeah. not everyone can be this like grand master in the fo- on their yeah. own i mean that's yeah. just not how we work yeah. as a species so. yeah some hermit yeah so it's it's the wave of the the wave of against the weapons of mass distraction but also weapons trying to survive in a trying to you know yeah. trying to survive yeah. in a yeah uh, society especially in our american society where it's like everything is 
they don't want you to collaborate like only in a, in a certain sort of way not like mass collaboration or mass consciousness they're like oh i feel like this is my crazy thinking i feel like the i feel like the establishment after it saw the 60s and 70s and what was produced oh we're not having that again yeah <laughs> whatever can be done to make sure nothing like that occurs like a, a, a re- reasserting of values and of being human and interacting with humans and of questioning traditional forms of education mm-hmm. traditional political forms and things like that it's just like the, the more that's kept at bay the better and it's harder to just return to that space when yeah. you're working yeah. so goddamn hard yeah. for li- little to nothing with especially our generation it's yeah. not as promising as it was with prior generations mm-hmm. so you're doing that and then you get a moment to breathe because you're just it's like you're struggling and you're like treading all day and then you breathe and then you're like damn no it would be grave that if it was like that fuck better go back to the <laughs> yeah. and then you just have to go back to it again yeah. so it's it's really what i'm learning is you know massive historical shifts and, and changes with us as humans they happen individually first yeah yeah they happen individually yeah, first the the bigger picture stuff will just kind of change and if you're prepared to head in the, the right direction you'll be ready but if you're not ready within yourself first of all and not doing some rigorous self-discovery mm-hmm. No, that, that's true, but I think, and especially, you know, it's it's, it's funny, like, when, you know, the three of us, like, talk, because we're, we're, you know, of similar mindset and talking about being awake and stuff, but it's funny when you talk to somebody who's, like, who's, like, struggling in their life to, to not even, like, they're not even aware that they're, that they're asleep, like, from right. their, they're asleep to yeah. them, that it's almost, like, it's that's almost, tragic. it's almost, tra- yes, it is, it's you're tragic. like, oh, man, you're not even, you're not even see you're not even seeing this world like around you it's like mm-hmm. and it's like you know the struggle i think is like man how do you like how do you how do you help that person right because there's only so much you can actually do to and with people somebody, they will right? it's about i feel like gentle persuasion but yeah. at the end of the day people will come to the conclusions they really want to come to yes yeah right yeah and and, and it depends like if you look at someone who has a lot of I don't know, someone who's very comfortable in their life or they have a lot, they've accumulated a lot. I mean, they're going to be less persuaded because think about it. They're at the top of the, the top of the pyramid. Field. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're yeah. at the top of the hierarchy. Yeah. So they're fine. So their their philosophies, whether it be greed or whatever, it's been fulfilled. So yeah, how are you going to counteract that? It's like, well, this works for me. It's like, it's called... It's literally called survivorship bias, right? Yeah. It's a concept because, like, where it's working for me, so why isn't it? Yeah. Where yeah. what happens is you look past the um, if you look at like an institution or even an accident or right. something, and there's X amount of survivors. You don't yeah. look at the people that died. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've always lived my life yeah, on yeah. fire. Hey, What's no, wrong with this? No, and you, yeah. t- and you tend yeah. to favor the people yeah. that made it through that particular yeah. system or that yeah. accident. Yeah. You're like, well, it couldn't have been that bad because look at everybody over yeah. here. Well, what about the people that died? Yeah, it's like, how bad was that plane crash really? So if, these survivors. If you're talking yeah. about a shift, it's kind of yeah. like what we started with in the beginning. It's like, okay, it is. It's the, it's the commonalities in the psychology. Mm. If we're, if, we're ta- if we're talking about what I think we're talking about, which is just like our current c- contemporary culture, capitalism, mm-hmm. um, you know, how we move through this system, you have to look at what's the commonalities and just what where we're not pleased. Because mm-hmm. like here's an example. I, I don't I feel like with like Trump, mm-hmm. for example, that is he is the archetype. He is the, the coughed up product of our economic system. Mm-hmm. He is he is the definition it's like, of it's success. Like, it's like the across the board. He yeah. has been. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you were to sit down and talk with him about shit like this, 
he just his brain does, he doesn't think about those things. He thinks about cost, benefit, negotiation, mm-hmm. and the business ontology. Mm-hmm. That's where his mind is. Mm-hmm. So these things of like uh, existentialism of the how our economic system impacts our values and our quality of life. He's not concerned with those no. things. Yeah, he doesn't. No. And a lot of people also in the corporate sector and in in the the nine to five jobs or a lot of managers they're just not concerned about that. They're bottom line men and women mm-hmm. yeah. the bottom line men and women don't go how can life be better and in going around and trying to persuade them for me now it's just like it's not it it may be fruitful but i feel like in most cases it's fruitless yeah, yeah fruitless. exactly because it, it, they are they're just coming from a from a mentality that just doesn't they're not even like what you're saying literally doesn't make sense to them yeah it, no, it just time. doesn't. It's yeah. it's just a different paradigm. You're that speaking they're a different through. language than yeah. That. yeah. And, and you usually write a, the the yeah. right word is ontology. It's just like the way they are seeing the world, the way they they that this functions is this way. Yeah, but there's all these other. It stuff can never be thirty thousand feet. It couldn't be that. It, it couldn't be hovering over like well, damn, like okay. No, it has to be this this way. This is the way the world works, up and down, and you know, causing uh, benefit analysis and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. Uh, sometimes. It's like throwing throwing the what what is it verse from the Bible is like throwing uh, pearls to the face. Oh yeah, yeah. Swine, it's yeah. exactly that. And yeah. I'm telling you that person maybe there's a person out there who like would want to be curious about processing pain through getting punched in the face in an MMA setting and what that means for a broader value system. <laughs> yeah. there, there may be a couple of people like that, but for the most part, those people don't want to get punched They're in like, the face. Whoa 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 they whoa! Why would I do that to myself? Yeah. Exactly. What's the cost benefit analysis of this? <laughs> right. And in, in, in that way, it's com- it's competing experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one I feel like is supremely artificial, and another is probably far more genuine. Like, yeah. well, you, like your trajectory in the martial arts is really, to me, about a confrontation. It began with a confrontation, and it's a co- <laughs> it, it was someone else, yeah. but it's really a constant confrontation with yourself. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it is. Right? It it's is. A, it's we're, an internal confrontation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, were, we were talking about this earlier uh, at the gym, where like all of us, all of us, we we are working with something at the yeah. gym. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody who shows shows up for sparring, like you can see it in their eyes. It's like they are working on something. I know I am. You know, one of the things I didn't say at the beginning is that I actually I wasn't supposed to expect it to live beyond the age of five. Because I had rheumatic fever when I was little, and back then, that was um, we were just coming out of the time when that would have been a death sentence based on my little town that I came from, and you know the the, med- the state of medicine at the time. Yeah. Uh, so I always had this thing about like I need to be better, I need to be better, I need to be better. So I need martial arts, and I need to read these books, and I need to do all of those things because deep down inside, I didn't feel I was enough. Uh, and and, and that, that is a trap, right? It's a trap of, like, I need to accumulate all of these things, all of these technologies, all of these modalities, so I can be whole. But that struggle never ends, mm-hmm. right? So, um... Ooh, it's a bore! What's that? Oh, no, I, that, that, I, that's profound. Just, yeah. I feel that right here. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, bar, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't want to stop you. No, no, but it was a great thing because I remember you mentioned that when because you, you said you, you you do acting and he's like, oh, oh yeah. as an actor, I feel uh, I forget exactly what you said, but you feel like anxious or something. Oh, I'm, I'm like dead afraid, yeah. And, yeah. and I'll say this, I'll, yeah. I'll say looking at the camera, I'm dead afraid of being boring. Yes. Like I was yes. dreading to do this. I've been sitting here trying to be present, but 
every so often coming back to, oh my God, it, you know, is my face too tense? Am I saying the right things? Am I being boring? Yeah. Um, it, it like I'm always aware of that. Uh, you know, and like you were saying uh, earlier, we are attracted to the this things that we're afraid of. And, yeah. And people yeah. like us, we need to do it yeah. because I cannot be a prisoner to to that fear. Exactly. Right. But but I think that but I think that that, that that that's exactly it. Like wanting, it's like that mountain that you want to climb, but then you realize that it's not it's not even like it wasn't the mountain that was the obstacle. The obstacle was was you yeah. from there. Yeah, but I think I think that's pretty. I think that that is pretty profound, and I think we're also out of time. No, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. have to have you back on, dude. Yeah. Oh no, man. Thank yeah, you. So, yeah. No, that's we're it. gonna have no. to have you back on yeah. part two. Yeah. yeah. Because. Yeah, there's so much more we need to talk yeah. about and cover, and this is. But yeah, so far this was a great discussion. Definitely was not boring, and we'd like to thank you for your time, yeah. and thank you for the people watching. Yes, thank, thank you. Yeah. Donate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was wow. Yeah. Thanks, man. That was great. Yeah. I appreciate it, you know. Thank you, Fernando. Oh, man, Pachola. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have to do a part two. Hey, thank you. <laughs>